Hello, welcome back to Adorn Podcast. This is episode 114, and today we're going to talk about Silent Night. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So like I said, today we are going to talk about Silent Night, and we have Katie Cobbs with us. Um, You're going to get to hear her rendition is that a word rendition of <laughs> the song Ren- her my version of arrangement, the arrangement. Of the song in just a second but first Casey can you tell us a little bit about the history of this song so I had a lot of fun looking up the history on this one um it was written by a priest named Joseph Moore in Salzburg Austria and he wrote it originally as a poem around the year 1816 um and he wrote it in German And then on Christmas Eve of 1818, he needed a carol for worship. And Mm -hmm. so he brought these lyrics to his friend that was a a school teacher. Um, And this friend put them to music and he arranged it for choir. And usually at that time they would have arranged it for the organ, but their organ was broken. So it was for a choir and for the guitar. And so that's interesting because we don't think of this song as like a guitar song, really. Um, And they say it was much more upbeat at first. It wasn't like the slow, you know, song that we know now. But um, Silent Night has been used throughout the years as a call for peace during times of war and Mm -hmm. despair. So specifically during World War One and World War Two. So like after right around like a hundred years after it was written by then the song had spread to all different countries. And I read this story um, about how during world war one, they were like fighting and stuff on Christmas Eve. And at some point, some of the soldiers put up a few Christmas trees and it was this time when Mm -hmm. like the fighting kind of stopped Mm -hmm. and everybody from both sides just started singing and they started singing silent night in their own languages. And it just gave me chills to think about that. And I just think that this is so timely Mm -hmm. um, because like we're in a time of, of despair right now. Um, and hostility as, and, and hostility divided, yeah. and as we're recording this like we were just talking beforehand like um coronavirus numbers are going up in our area and um we're all just so weary um and tired of of the everything that's gone on this year and so this song as I was listening to it this week and just thinking about it 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 can just bring so much peace during a time that feels kind of hopeless mm-hmm. and um, a time that we're maybe scared or sad or Mm -hmm. just whatever we're feeling these lyrics just bring um an amazing amount of peace and they have for 200 years Mm -hmm. now um so anyway i'm very very excited for y'all to listen to this song and for us to talk to um talk about some of the theology behind the lyrics silent night holy night i mm-hmm. 
Okay, so before we dive into some of the theology behind the lyrics, Katie, what is your favorite part of this song? Either like the um, the musical arrangement or or the lyrics, or what's your absolutely favorite part of Silent Night? Yeah, um, well, one, I love the cello on this song. I like, knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just knew. I'm like, I just want this totally simple and just vocals and cello and... It's just exactly what I wanted it to be. But um, as far as the lyrics go, it's two parts. One, I love just the round yon virgin, mother and child, like Mm. mother and child, but she's a virgin. And like Mm. that like encompasses like this, you know, and um, just God's power in that, Mm. um, that she's a virgin, yet it's mother and child. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in verse three, I just love... Son of God loves uh, loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face. I just, I really love, I just love verse three. Um, mm-hmm. The Son of God and he is loves pure light. I, there's just something I just, it makes me smile. <laughs> just like ear to ear when I hear it and sing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just something to, I don't know if it's the time period or what, but the lyrics in this one and Holy Night, um, which we'll talk about next week, they're just, the lyrics are so beautiful. Like just the words themselves, Mm -hmm. like not even thinking about the meaning behind it or the theology behind it, but just the words and the way the order they're in and the words they chose are just like, it really makes you like slow down and think about what they're saying. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Oh yeah, for sure. So a little... Um, factoid. factoid. <laughs> Silent Night actually used to be one of my least favorite Christmas songs. Oh, interesting. I think because it was so slow and it uh, almost sounded like the music kind of sounded like sad to me. Mm. Like I just, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about it. But I was telling Jonathan yesterday after really listening to it and studying it and everything, like I'm like, this might be my favorite Christmas song now, Whoa. which is that says a lot. It's a big statement. Going from like least favorite yeah, to yeah. favorite. It is just so rich and so full of beautiful truths. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I think in a time um, with so much tension, like it's just, it's just so beautiful. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the lyrics specifically. The first verse, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. So what comes to your mind first thing, Erin, when you hear this first verse? Well, I think of where we pick up in the story of scripture, right? So if you're listening along with our, um, our other series that's being released on Sundays, you know that the scripture is one big story and that we go creation, fall, um, and then there's a long period of the Bible is covered in the fall, right? So we're talking about from Genesis 3 all the way till redemption starts, which is in um, Matthew or when, when Jesus is born, right? So this is a long period of time. So the Old Testament ends and then there is 400 years of silence before the birth of Jesus. And so I think just knowing that fact it carries a little more anticipation and weight to it. So when when this song starts out singing silent night, it's coming on the heels of 400 years of silent nights. Not 400 silent nights, which would be a lot, but 400 years I don't even know how many nights that is in my I can't even do that math, but like thousands right? Yeah. Thousands of silent nights. Um, and all is calm and all is bright. And there's this, this like longing and hope that 
these lyrics kind of just remind us that 400 years, I mean, that's a long time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, I think it's a Jesus storybook Bible. It's like, this is what everybody's been waiting for. And so I like that this song starts out that way and kind of puts us in the shoes of what it would have been like during that time. As a mom, I don't know what a silent night is. So there, that's the flip side of that. Um, just like, I think it's important for us to kind of tie together our theology with our everyday life. And so it's kind of, it's interesting to think like, okay, this is what it was talking about, a silent night. But now what does a silent night mean to me? Like, man, a silent night would be awesome. But anyways, that's just, that's just my thought. What, what else do you, what does this passage make you think of? So... I feel like this might be a little bit of a stretch. I was telling Jonathan, he was like, no, I don't think that's a stretch. But when I heard sleep in heavenly peace, my mind immediately went to um, when we were studying the book of Matthew and Jesus was asleep in the boat Mm -hmm. during the storm. And I had talked about when we were going through our Matthew series, how that really struck me because there was this like crazy storm going on and the disciples were scared and Jesus was just down there sleeping Mm -hmm. like nothing Mm -hmm. was going on. And how that that really um, made me think about how Jesus, he could have had so much anxiety and he could have had so much worry, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. And he was able to sleep soundly because he was resting in the fact that his father is sovereign overall Mm -hmm. and Jesus himself embodies peace. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just thinking of him even as a little baby, just embodying this peace Mm -hmm. and this, I mean, his little, his little soul knew Mm -hmm. what was going to happen, you know, years and years down the road, but still just having that peace, even from a baby Mm -hmm. um, and being able to rest and trust in the father's, goodness and sovereignty like that Mm -hmm. um I just think that there's so much that we can learn from that and so much that we can in turn rest in and find peace in when we look at that that's such a good point because that comes back to what we've kind of been talking about of just like this um seeing Jesus as fully divine and fully human because you're right like he's this little tiny baby Mm -hmm. right he is he needs food he needs nourishment he needs in his humanity, his mom to take care of him, but in his divinity, he's able to rest because he is part of the triune God. Like it's just so it's mind blowing. It's like, it is can't really grasp Mm -hmm. it. But I love Katie, what you were saying at the beginning too, that line of, um, round young virgin mother and child. Cause it's drawing on apostles creed, which, um, is a, maybe the shortest creed. I don't know. I think it is. Okay. I think it is. But it talks, one of the lines in the creed is um, conceived by the Holy Spirit, um, born of a virgin. And so it just kind of reminds us like it's not only pointing to scripture, but it's also pointing us back to the creeds. And that's why hymns like this are so beautiful and formative. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So verse two, silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Is it hard to read it and not sing it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? I'm kind of like sing songy. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually possibly my favorite part of this song, which kind of f- feels like it. I don't know. Not that it's not as important, but it doesn't feel, it's not necessarily talking specifically about Jesus, but my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the Christmas story is, um, the shepherds because in, in our minds, we just kind of know that as part of the story. But if you really, um, understand the cultural context, shepherds were very outcast and lowly. It was, um, kind of a a job that 
was hard labor and um it was dirty dirty, dirty work <laughs> yes yes dirty jobs thank you thank you <laughs> i was like trying to think of the right way to say that and so the fact that these angels came to the shepherds and told the shepherds, hey, the Messiah has come. Remember, there's been 400 years mm-hmm. of waiting and long, I mean, more than that, but 400 years specifically of silence and waiting. And then all of a sudden, after 400 years, these angels show up on a hillside to shepherds. Like, that's crazy. That doesn't seem like that's the way the story should go. And yet that's how God shows to write this story is to show up to these people who would have been considered lower class or dirty or an outcast and, and proclaim, Hey, the Messiah is here to them. Like that's just crazy to me and so beautiful and such a reminder of how deeply God cares for individuals and cares for the marginalized and the lowly. And it's, and it's right there in front of us, but we often kind of just read past it. Yeah, it's like he started that upside down kingdom from right. the very beginning, yes. like mm. very, very first thing. Yes. Um, and the shepherd's reaction, it reminds me of one of my favorite verses. I quote it all the time, but Proverbs nine ten: the fear mm. of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Mm. So when they quaked, it was this fear, but mm. the fear of the Lord, it's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. not like when we're scared of a tornado or scared right, of, right. you know, um, the coronavirus or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's this like reverence and mm. this awe. Um, and it's the beginning of wisdom. Mm. It's hmm. good. Verse three. You want me to sing it for you? I totally sing. Katie, why don't you sing it for us? Why don't you read verse three, Katie? <laughs> yes, I'll read it. Um, Silent night, holy night. Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. It's very hard to read that without wanting to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> We see more ties, right, of Jesus' divinity here. They're saying Jesus is Lord at birth, birth, not once he started his ministry, not once he was baptized, not once he went through the trials in the wilderness, but he was Lord at birth. Mm. As many times as I have sung that and seen that, I've never, like... Made that connection? Yes. I mean, like, even though it's like, yes, that's what it says, but to, like, really, Mm. like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this series is really going to make me sing all these songs so differently. And that's the point. And like worship. I was listening um, to Silent Night specifically while I was walking yesterday. Mm. And I was like, man, this really truly is like a very worshipful song. And Mm. then I found out later Mm -hmm. that it they it was written as that mm-hmm. um as a worship song yeah, and yeah. so i think this is just going to change so much for me in the way mm-hmm. that i sing these christmas carols mm-hmm. um i love how we see all throughout the song um Jesus being called by different names. We see that he's holy infant in the first verse and the second verse, Christ, the savior. And now this verse Lord mm-hmm. and these things, it just reminds us of who he is and his different attributes. And mm-hmm. so the first one, you know, with holy infant, it reminds us that he's set apart. That's what mm-hmm. holiness means. And then Christ, the savior, um, Christ in Hebrew, Christ is the Greek word for the Hebrew Messiah mm-hmm. or anointed one. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, Lord reminding us that he, He's the ruler of our life. Like Aaron said, even as a tiny infant, and that's hard to wrap our minds around, but we've talked a lot on the podcast about um, remembering that he's not just our savior, but he's also our Lord. And we see that in this song. 
it makes me, this is probably blasphemous and I probably shouldn't say this, but it really <laughs> makes me think of Talladega Nights when he's like, dear, eight pounds, six pounds. I knew you were going to say that when you said, <laughs> when you said blasphemous, I thought, oh no, here we go. <laughs> I love that movie so much. No, I've always kind of liked that though, because like, I picture my Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> 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 I think about that though, like even as a tiny mm. baby, like yeah. these shepherds were coming and worshiping a tiny baby. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, I also think this is a really good drawing into Hebrews. So I'm going to read just this passage from Hebrews. Hebrews one um, is a good picture of this idea of Jesus being son of God, loves pure light, radiant, redeeming, full of grace. Um, so I'm going to start in one and all go till I feel like stopping long ago at many times. And in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. I could keep going, but I feel like I should stop there. But it even has that same word, radiance, right? Mm-hmm. He's the radiance of the glory of God. Radiant beams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next week we're going to talk about Old Holy Night. i uh-huh.